Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's Wednesday, October 12th, and you're tuned into the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. I'm Joe Noga, joined by Paul Hoynes. Hoynesy, the Guardians lose game one of the American League Division Series on Tuesday night, 4-1 to one, to the New York Yankees in the Bronx. Uh, it was uh, a, a bit too much of Garrett Cole for the Yankees and uh, a couple of home runs that, that did, a, that did the, the Guardians in. Um, what did you see and, and what was it like there in, uh, in the Bronx for, uh, the, the opener of this, this playoff series? Yeah, it was, uh, you know, typical, uh, New York setting place, uh, you know, you thought it was going to lift off. There was a, a lot of noise, a lot of drama, uh, before the game, even, uh, CC Sabathia threw out the first pitch. Nick Swisher kind of appeared out of nowhere and was waving a Yankee banner in the middle of the infield. I don't know where that came from. You know, the Swisher should be, uh, I think he should have been wearing, waving a Cleveland banner for as much money as they paid him and as little production as they got out of him. But uh, that's a different story. But uh, yeah, it was, Cole was again dominant against Cleveland. 3-0 this, this season, Joe, counting the postseason. 3-0 and in his postseason career against Cleveland, uh, and 9-5 and as a postseason pitcher overall. He's uh, he's the real deal, Joe. Yeah, a lot was made about that being Cole's first, uh, first win as a Yankee in Yankee Stadium in the postseason. That's sort of what they went out and, and paid him all that money for to, to get him, was to, to win game one of a series at home the way he did. Uh, there were times it, where it looked like the, the Guardians were starting to get to him, where, uh, you know, their approach was starting to wear on him a little bit. But in the end, he was able to, to sort of walk that tightrope, uh, you know, work out of a couple of jams and and really, you know, look like the Garrett Cole that's that's been dominant and has dominated Cleveland in the playoffs in the past. He what? Uh, you know, early on, I didn't think there was any way he would work into the seventh inning. Uh, but here we are. He he worked six and six and a third, gave up four hits, one run on the uh, the solo home run to, to Stephen Kwan, and he struck out eight. So, you know, a pretty typical dominant Garrett Cole performance in, in the playoffs against Cleveland. Yeah, and they really they did a nice job against him in the first three innings. You know, they really 
you know, pushed his pitch count. Uh, you know, uh, Rosario gets on base in, on an error in the first inning, steals second. Uh, in the uh, second inning, Jimenez doubles, you know, makes him throw some more pitches. And then in the third, that was an opportunity miss, Joe. Quan hits the one-out home run. They load the bases. Uh, really, they've got him teetering. I mean, he was on the ropes. And, uh, you know, uh, they, uh, you know, um, Rosario makes a heads-up play to stay. You know, he's coming home on contact, puts on the brakes, hustles back to third, uh, and uh, Naylor beats out the grounder to first. They got the bases loaded with one out, so that was a huge break. And then uh, Gonzalez, you know, swinging at the first pitch, hits into hits into a force play at the plate. Uh, then, uh, you know, that's the second out, and then uh, – Jimenez strikes out, and, uh, you know, that was the end of it. But they had forced him to throw 62 pitches in the first three innings, Joe. And, you know, he, he throws 101 in six and a third. So after that, he really kicked it in, and, and they left him off the hook. They just couldn't repeat that inning again. Yeah, how many times uh, have we seen it, and, and the story goes, where they can't land that knockout blow against the starter, you know, early in those first three innings? And then he goes on and and just settles in and and dominates. That's that's who Garrett Cole is. That that's what he does. And uh, they they really couldn't get the offense going back again. It was said a uh, you know number of times they need to string together hits. They need you know two three hits to get one run across the plate in, in an inning. And uh, you know we saw another example of that last night. It's the you know the offense that's you know built to hit home runs. Versus the offense that's uh, built to, you know, sort of string runs, uh, string hits together and, and score runs that way. Uh, we saw it again when Harrison Bader homered off of Cal Quantrill. And then uh, later on in the game, uh, when Anthony Rizzo landed uh, pretty much the, the biggest blow with a, a two-run shot in the sixth. Uh, but I want to go back to the, the fifth inning where uh, really the, the Guardians' defense sort of let them down. And, and, and uh, you know, it, it hasn't happened a lot lately where, you know, they, they walked that, that razor's edge of having to play nearly perfect. And in the fifth inning, uh, the, the base hit to right field uh, by, I, I believe it was Isaiah Kiner-Falefa, uh, you know, gets past Oscar Gonzalez in right, uh, goes into the corner, uh, Kiner Falefa ends up on third, and then uh, you know, a batter later, he's he's scoring on a sacrifice fly. Yeah, and uh, you know, just like uh, you know, kind of the third inning, Joe. I mean, they caught a huge break in that inning when uh, Josh Donaldson, you know, starts the inning with a fly ball off the top of the right field fence. He thinks it's out, you know, and he's you know breaks into his home run trot before it gets to he gets to first base. He comes off the top of the fence. Oscar Gonzalez is waiting for it, throws it back into the infield. They tag, you know, Donaldson out, and it was a huge out, you know. I mean, uh, just a huge break. And then immediately after that, you know, Gonzalez misplays uh, the ball down the, down the right field line from a single into a triple, and, uh, you know, they, they execute it. Trevino executes. They get, uh, you know, the sack flies. And it's two one, but it's only two to one at that point. But it felt like uh, uh, the uh, the Guardians were in a lot deeper hole. Yeah, it, it it was it was like 
that was a gift uh, from the gods when uh, when Donaldson was was tagged out on that play. You thought, oh wow, you know things are are going to stay one one. It, it, it's going to be all right, and then you know two batters later, you're you're down in the game. It kind of kind of deflating at that point. Um, that Donaldson play, boy, the the response was pretty immediate from uh, from fans all over the place, not just. Guardians fans, but Yankees fans as well. Do you, do you get the sense that the Yankees and Yankee fans hate Josh Donaldson as much as we do? <laughs> yeah. Well, Josh Donaldson needed Jeff a reappearance of Jeffrey Meyer to uh, save him from that from that uh, debacle. And that one one fan almost reached over and caught it, but I think you know that the the right field umpire uh, did a great job on that. He was right on top of it. And I think I don't know even if he had re- reached over and caught that ball, I think it would, fan interference would have been called. Yeah, it, it it did look like that ball was going to be short of going out one way or another, and uh, the the fan in the in the pinstripe jersey who just basically couldn't catch um, he, if he if he even touches that ball before it hits the wall, maybe there's a a, a bit more of a, a debate on that. But once that went went to replay. Uh, everybody who was pulled for the Guardians was pretty confident that that was going to be the result of the play. Uh, and the worst part for Donaldson was when they slapped the tag on him, they smacked him in the face with it. Josh, oh, Josh, Naylor, Josh Naylor's tag just, uh, he, he went to slap him like on the, uh, on the arm or the shoulder and the follow through, you just see the replay. He smacks him right in the side of the ear. Uh, and, and I, I, which is probably what the Yankees wanted to do to him when he got back to the dugout. <laughs> I did not see that part of it. Yeah, that was just a weird play, and Donaldson got caught in no man's land. It should just teaches you put your head down and run hard when you hit a ball pretty good. Yeah, and and it was it, it was interesting. Donaldson had a, a a weird day on the bases because later on in the game, when the Guardians turned a, a double play with him on first, uh, a ground ball to the to um yeah. to the first base side. And he winds up staying there on first base. It was it was the weirdest. He, it, he's just a, a different kind of cat, isn't he? I mean, he's just does what he kind of wants to. Yeah, that was I didn't understand that play at all. I don't know what he thought happened, but he yeah he didn't move like they were gonna like they forgot about him. You know, they were just gonna let him stay on first base. But finally, he had to go back to the dugout. It was it was just strange. I don't know if he thought. I don't know. Was it a foul ball that it hit off the batter? I, I don't know. I don't know what was going he just, on. He just didn't move, and it was just the the weirdest thing to see him standing there on the base as uh, as Naylor went to tag it. So, yeah, uh, just an interesting day all around for for Josh Donaldson. But you know, worked out for him. His his team won, uh, and and it sets. Yeah, I I don't think too too many people. Uh, expected a different result from this game, uh, but how does it set things up for the rest of the series now? Now that we know that there's conversations potentially about moving Game Two back to Friday. Yeah, I guess uh, there's bad weather coming to uh, New York. Uh, they were discussing it. Uh, you know, they've been they discussed it a lot yesterday. Uh, if if the weather you know is bad and they have to postpone the game, it would be moved to Friday. I think sometime in the afternoon heard like times like around two o'clock uh, uh it's a kind of a logistical nightmare you know for uh for the guardians uh, they've got all their families here you know the players families are here i mean they came to new york with two planes 
So that takes a lot of, uh, if you're the traveling secretary, your your hair is turning white right now. So, you know, you got to make a, make some backup plans. But uh, yeah, so I guess, you know, the weather, they're, they, they've got to contend with that, Joe. Uh, they've got to work out today at Yankee Stadium. And uh, if everything goes as planned on Thursday, you know, if the weather holds off, it's a 7.30 start. Uh, Shane Bieber versus Nestor Cortez. How does, if, if it does move back, how does it affect, really it impacts Cleveland, I think a little bit more than um, than New York if, uh, if they do move the game back to Friday and you would only get the possibility of, of pitching Bieber once in a series if it goes five games. I didn't think about that. Yeah, that's a good point because he couldn't come back on short rest then. That would that would be two days, right? Right. I right. mean, yeah. So, uh, yeah. Then you, I guess, Savali and uh, Quantrill come, you know, become a, a more prominent part of the rotation, depending how long the series goes. Yeah, and I just think that if you're if you're Cleveland, you're you're sort of you know sitting over there screaming. This was. <laughs> Baseball wanted this off day in between the first two games for whatever reason to to satisfy their their media partners and and the TV contracts and whatever. But you know you brought this on yourself if you're Major League Baseball and this situation is now now here where uh, you know you could potentially have rainouts all over the place and and not good. And we're not even talking about coming back to Cleveland and having rainouts where uh, by the end of this week, uh, you know Saturday Sunday it could be even even worse here. Yeah, Joan, I'm looking out the window of my hotel room right now, and it's 65 degrees and sunny. So, you know, I'm sure, you know, the best laid plans of mice and men, you know, that old saying. So, right. Well, yeah. enjoy yourselves while you're there at the workout, uh, you know, today enjoy, in, in 65 degree weather, thinking, boy, you should be playing right now. That's, uh, that, that, that's sort of the point is why, why wouldn't you have played on the day when you have an opportunity to do so? Yeah, and they always, you know, the the normal schedule is, you know, you travel on Monday, you play what games one and two back to back, then you then there's a travel day, then you play games one and you know three and four at at the other city, another travel day, and uh, you go back to uh, you know the the home field advantage city uh, for game five in the ALDS. But you know that they they kind of messed with the scheduling this year, and and or they changed it, and they could get bit by it. All right. Looking at game two. Go ahead. No, no, I'm sorry. Looking at game two now, we've got, uh, like you said, Bieber and Nestor Cortez. Uh, Cortez, what, uh, started two games against the Guardians in in the regular season. I think he he won one of them and uh, got a no decision in the other. It, It, you know, this is a guy, this is the kind of pitcher that can give Cleveland fits historically. Yeah, left hander. Went 12 and 4, 2.44 ERA and 28 starts during the regular season. Joe, uh, he was a little better in in the. He didn't pitch as much in the second half, but he was pretty good. Five and one in the second half, um, three and zero oh in September and October. And like you said, he made those two starts against uh, Cleveland in the regular season. One and zero, oh, 2.19 ERA. Uh, three earned runs in 12 innings, doesn't he? 14 strikeouts and two walks. He's the epitome of that, you know, kind of crafty lefty. But this, I, from what I just was checking, Joe, he has not p- pitched in a postseason. So no, who no, knows no. how he'll react to that? 
yeah, it'll be his postseason debut. But you know, I think between the ears, he's he's probably as good as you know anybody you know suited uh, that well to to pitch in the in the postseason. So uh, I don't think that will be much of a problem. Uh, offensively, I want to look at what the the Guardians did and have done so far in the postseason. We saw Quan uh, finally break out with the. Uh, you know, the home run and another base hit, you know, look look more Quan-like, I guess. Uh, Jose Ramirez, steady with two hits uh, as well. And, uh, you know, Andres Jimenez finally, you know, broke out of it after a five-strikeout game uh, on Saturday. Uh, he, he comes out and, uh, you know, has a double. Uh, Miles Straw with another base hit. But really, you know, up and down the, uh, up and down the lineup, there, there were some some areas where it, you could be concerned. Uh, you know, Josh Naylor did not look very good uh, it, 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 at the pitches he chose to swing at. Uh, Will Brennan looked like a looked like a rookie who has you know less than a month of major league experience under his belt. And uh, a lot of the complaints, uh, you know, we saw online. Uh, again, you've got a, a catcher in Austin Hedges who who batted you know at or below 200 for most of the season. Uh, and you really aren't getting much there in terms of production uh, in in that spot in his lineup. Yeah, that's a, a good, all good, all good points. The thing that that kind of concerns me, Joe, is they've scored four runs in three games. They've all been generated by home runs, and this is the team that doesn't hit home runs. They like you, like you were saying earlier in the pod. They uh, they string hits together. That's how they score. That's they walk. They they uh, you know drive the other team pitchers crazy. They you know they they just create havoc on the bases. They haven't done that. You know one reason is because it's harder to do in the postseason because you're facing better pitching. I think, but but you know this team has to score runs. They 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 can't rely on the home run. They they only hit the, what the second fewest home runs in in the uh in in baseball during the regular season so you know they're kind of being forced into <clears throat> another uh, you know another gear and good pitching does that uh so they're, they're gonna have to uh you know really concentrate on getting on base and and moving the line yeah if if the if one of the biggest strengths of your club is your your great bullpen and we saw another example of that last night uh you know cleveland's bullpen it was 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 dominant for four innings when when Quantrill left the game. Uh, if if you don't have the lead, your your bullpen being really good isn't going to help you very much. Uh, you you need to you need to have one of those you know three four run innings uh, like we saw over that last uh, you know thirty games or so. We would see the formula be they they would have like a a, a three run inning a four run inning outburst. And then that would be enough to carry them uh, through. They'd get the lead and the and wouldn't give it up. Uh, that that didn't happen uh, in 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 game one of this series. And you know, I they they don't really give themselves a chance to come back when they're down three in in the eighth inning against uh, you shortened New York's uh, you know window there where they only needed to use their best relievers and and they didn't have to throw guys who. Uh, uh, you know, would give you an opportunity to 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 come back against them. Yeah, and uh, you know, I mean, that's why I'm missing that opportunity in the third inning, where you know they kind of look like Guardians baseball. You know, they they were moving the line, they were putting pressure on Cole. You know, they're beating out hits. 
um, you know, that that's why, you know, they had to really take advantage of it. And when they didn't, they only got the one run out of it. That really kind of, you know, that was the turning point to me. That was that was a game changer right there. So uh, things are set now for game two is, is not really set They're They're sort of in flux, but we're, we're heading towards it. Uh, what do you think? What's the feeling? What's the vibe? You, you talked about the atmosphere there in, in New York. Uh, this is the team that that never quits, that never backs down. Uh, how are they how are they feeling heading into this game? Yeah, I think they'll I think they'll do great, Joe. I think no, well, I, I don't I shouldn't say great. I don't think they're gonna be intimidated. You know, uh, you know, Quan was saying we got our big dog on the mound with with Bieber. Uh we're starting to, you know, show some signs of offensive life. <clears throat> Bieber is on a roll. He won the uh, wild card opener, uh nine and two in, a, in with a two point oh four ERA in his last thirteen regular season starts. Uh, you know, he's he's got that kind of that um that postseason monkey off his back, you know, from the first the you know that in, from 2020 when you know the Yankees kind of roughed well did rough him up. And now he's back in uh, you know, he's back in the Bronx and uh, he's got a chance to uh you know kind of face uh face the uh, the the uh you know kind of turn face the guys that maybe still haunt him with uh, the Yankees. So I think, but I think they got the right guy on the mound. Uh, I thought Terry Pluto wrote a pretty good column today, a good column saying it was only one loss, but <laughs> you know, this is, this is still a best of five and uh, you, you got to win three and they've only got four chances right now to win, to win those three. Right, Joe. Right. Yeah. It's a, it's a, it's a shorter window. Now you've, you've got to, put up now because if you come back to Cleveland down 0-2 uh it it really doesn't uh give you a, a much room for error it gives you no room for error uh heading into into game three on Saturday all right Hoinsey we'll, we're gonna wrap it up uh for today we'll be back again uh tomorrow with a, a pregame podcast and then uh hopefully you're not hopefully it's a pregame podcast hopefully we're playing on uh on Thursday night and uh, we have something to talk about. Uh, we'll check in with you then here on the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. 